Welcome to CRE Success, the podcast. Check us out online at cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now here's your host, Darren Krakowiak. What's your level of competency in leadership? Do you know where you are in terms of your leadership skills? Today, I'm going to present a framework that is going to help you self-assess your leadership competency. Hello, welcome to episode 96 of the show. 96, I think we're going to get to 100. It would be pretty disappointing if we didn't from here. My name's Darren Krakowiak. I help commercial real estate leaders to develop their people and grow their business. And on today's episode of CRE Success, the podcast, we are talking about leadership. And we're going to be doing this through a framework that I've developed from the seven keys to success in commercial real estate. And by the way, if you do want to watch this entire workshop, you can register at cresuccess.co forward slash workshop. There are actually seven keys. I'm only going to run through the key of leadership today, but to get all of the seven keys, including prospecting and personal branding and how you can manage your time better, you can watch this workshop, which we will deliver live, but also I'm going to tell you a little secret because you're listening right now. If you do register, you'll also get access to the recording. I don't usually promote that fact because we want people to turn up live, but I can trust you. You're listening now. So go to cresuccess.co forward slash leadership, and you'll be able to either join us live for the workshop, or you can watch it back after we deliver it live via the replay. So leadership, I've been talking about that last week and we're doing a series of episodes on that topic. And I just want to say that, look, if leadership doesn't interest you, remember that leadership is not just about leading employees. There's also leadership with your clients. There's leading yourself and being a leader in the marketplace. So if managing a business or leading people doesn't interest you, then I still think that some of what we're talking about today is relevant. And I want you to have a think about a vertical and a horizontal axis. And on the vertical axis, we've got the degree of influence. And on the horizontal axis, we've got the use of authority. And then there are four quadrants within this chart. In the bottom left-hand corner, following others, that's when you're not using any authority and you don't have much influence. As you start to use more authority, but you still don't have much influence, you are managing others. If you're still using your authority, but you also have influence, that's when you're leading others. And then if you don't even have to use authority, but you still have a great degree of influence, that is when you are followed by others. So that's the framework. And I want to talk to you about whether you are in the following others stage, the managing others stage, the leading others stage, or the followed by others stage. And I just want to give you a few different ideas about what you might be doing, thinking, and how others may be responding to you, depending on the stage that you're at. So if you are constantly told how to behave, I think you're probably at the following others stage. Now, if you are someone who compels or expects others to behave a certain way, then I think you're at the managing others stage. And sometimes we do need to express outwardly the expectations that we have on others in order to see them behave and exhibit the right behaviors that 
we need them too in order to achieve a certain result. But there is a subtle difference, I think, between compelling and expecting behaviors and just asking for or demonstrating those behaviors. And that's a subtle difference, I think, between when we're managing others and when we're leading others. But if you are actually followed by others, you will find that people come to you and they ask you how it is that they should be, or people will instinctively follow you. So that's one progression of skills that you could go through from following others to managing others to leading others to being followed by others. Another way to think about this is in terms of performance. And you can think about what we need to achieve in terms of our own output. And when you're in the following other stage, you're just responsible for your own output. When you're managing others, you are responsible for your own and also your direct reports output. When you're moving into the leading other stage, I think that's when you're starting to draw out the best in others. And when you're followed by others, well, that's when you're really inspiring the best in others. What about the credit? Who wants the credit when something is done? I think when you are following others, you probably just want the credit. When you're managing others, people who aren't really great leaders, who are more in that management stage, are more likely to take the credit. When you're leading others, though, I think you're more inclined to share the credit. But when you are someone who is followed by others, I think it is your natural instinct to always give the credit. Another way I want to share with you about how you can think about the difference between management, leadership, and followership in terms of being followed by others is your own KPIs and delivering on what it is that is important to the business. And when you're following others, you're probably not too sure about what matters and you're just trying to deliver on the KPIs that are in front of you. When you're managing others, you're trying to do what matters and you're setting goals and KPIs. When you're leading others, you set the tone on what matters and you more lay out a strategy to help achieve what the business needs to perform. And when you're followed by others, you're really showing what matters and you're setting a compelling vision for the future. So let's talk about this in a, in a different way. And when you're a leader, I think your focus should be on the what and the why. So what is it that we want to see happen and why does that matter? If you're at the manager level, you're more focused on, well, how do we make this happen and who's responsible for making it happen? And then if you're an employee, well, you're the person who helps get it done. I think a great goal, if you're in a position of leadership, is to hire people or grow your existing people to the point where your manager level functions become redundant. And one of my bosses from a few years ago told me that the best thing that I could ever do as a department head was to make my day-to-day job redundant. And I think sometimes we're a little bit scared to do this as leaders because we think, well, then what are we going to actually do if we're not needed in the day-to-day of the business? But what we're going to do is actually elevate our role and to provide more of that strategic direction for the business. Because when we're operating at that higher level, we're able to give the business more of what it needs and the business can actually operate without our input to deliver the day-to-day things that need to be done in the business in order to do what needs to be done for the employees, what needs to be done for our clients, and also to deliver results for the shareholders. So 
As a leader, we've got those three constituencies. It's employees, it's clients, and it's the shareholders. And depending on the ownership structure of the business, you might be the shareholder. So you're kind of your own constituency. But operating at the leadership level is balancing the priorities of those three important constituent groups. One other thing that I want to just quickly mention today, and we're going to get more into leadership in future episodes, and I'm going to be talking to you about uh, the topic of vision in more detail and understanding how we can set a vision and why that matters and providing a purpose to our employees in our day-to-day business, because sometimes the roles that we have inside a business in and of themselves aren't that compelling. So we need to attach some meaning to what it is that we're doing. I'm also going to talk to you about, well, I'll talk to you about that another time. I've got to, got to lay it all out. But the last thing that I want to say about leadership today is that getting the best from your people will normally require you to be at your best. So sometimes people won't operate at their best or they won't be able to operate at their best until you are at your best first. So I think really understanding when you're a leader that you need to show up as your best self is often one of the most important things that you can do to provide great leadership for the business and to give the business what it needs in order to to grow and to help your people flourish. So this is a very broad conceptual layout of commercial real estate leadership. I'm going to get more into the granular detail in subsequent episodes. We do have our new leadership program that helps commercial real estate leaders to build a team of top performers so they can turn their business into a bigger asset that is not so reliant on their own production. It includes leadership and business coaching, ongoing learning and development for the team, and also a bespoke workshop for the entire business. If you want to know more about this, you can go to cresuccess.co forward slash leadership, and we'll invite you to... Uh, leave some details and we can send you more information about how it is that we work with commercial real estate leaders to develop their people and grow their business. CRESuccess.co forward slash leadership. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to CRE Success, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Make sure you subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform. For more information about the show, just check the show notes on your podcast app or visit us online at cresuccess.co.